Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. What do we have going on today? We have our Proverbs for Couples series that we're still in. And the last few weeks, we've discussed the 10 qualities of a godly husband. And today, it is the female's turn. 10 qualities of a godly wife. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, some things to help a wife cultivate um, in her own uh, spirit, her character, just how she goes about life. This has nothing to do with one's personality. Nothing to do with one's no, personality. No. Uh, why, why do you have to specify that? Why do you make such an emphasis on well, that? Well, you know, when I was that new believer, I thought the word of God was wrong. Okay? Meaning what? <laughs> How is it wrong? It's like, great, Jesus is my savior, but I don't like these, these verses I've highlighted in pink for wifehood. It's like, they don't apply to me because I have a strong-willed personality. Okay. And then I learned that that is in direct opposition. My my thought on that was in direct opposition to the word of God. It has personality is not the same as a virtue or character traits. Okay, so bottom line is personality can be good or bad depending on if it's submitted to the Lord or if it's left to its own Right, and I sin. say, well, you could either glorify yourself or glorify God with your personality. It's your choice. Okay. So today has nothing to do with one's personality. It has everything to do with the type of character that we build and cultivate in us as a person. Just like if you're a mom, you're building certain character traits in a child. Okay. Same concept. Okay. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. This is only character traits that I've pulled out of the book of Proverbs. Right. So, and and those those lists for either the man or the woman could be much, much bigger. Much, much bigger. So it's just, you know, 10, 10 things to move towards that are, they are God-honoring um, virtues and character traits to develop. Okay. So let's so. start with number one. Number one says that she is discreet. She is discreet. Uh, Proverbs 20. Now, there are two parts to being discreet, in my opinion, as a woman. Okay. And I'm going to touch on both of those because when I was that young believer that young wife I'm like what exactly does that look like okay so I think there's two components to discretion for a wife okay well I, I noticed that you have two verses here that's right I do so the one of them is the inward side of discretion of how we speak Okay, and that is Proverbs twenty nineteen. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. And I think of that saying, loose lips sink ships. Okay, you're <laughs> flapping flapping your gums and I'm I'm basically dishing out dirt on you. So that's being discreet about what in particular? What are you talking about? I mean are you talking about being discreet about uh, your husband, about Yes. Because you have shortcomings. And I could what? either, <laughs> excuse me, shortcomings. And I could either share your shortcomings, okay, right. which was an which is an idiotic choice, right? 
You okay. can go around telling the world how stupid I am. Right. And that's what the women, a lot of the women of the world do today. Okay. And it's just like, don't do that. That's our human nature is to do the bashing of our husbands and to tell everyone, well, you think you got a stupid husband. You should hear what my stupid husband does. You know, and so they're talking about their husbands in a negative light, sharing how, you know, look at this fool that I married. And well, it's just bad all the way around. Okay. So what if the husband is a fool? Then keep your mouth shut about it. Go nag God. Go tell God that your husband is a fool. Okay. Okay. So you you don't need to go tell your girlfriend because it's so, it, it, there is no good that comes out of it. You will not. First of all, it's not honoring to God. Okay. Okay. You, your husband is not going to want to be around you. Okay. Well, and and he's not going to trust you, is he? He's not going to trust you. He's not going to want to listen to your concerns. And you're not going to feel loved as a result. So the actions that is in our human nature and the actions right. that the women of the world portray will not produce what a wife, a biblical wife wants. Okay. okay? So avoid that path as much as you can. And you, you know, the listener might be around um, women in the church that are flapping their their gums about their husbands flapping their gums <laughs> well we talk we share we we are the more uh talkative gender well and you've you've been in those situations i've been you... in those situations i've had to get up and walk out of the conversation because i don't want i don't want to be that wife okay Okay, well, so that, I have a choice. I could either be that girlfriend. We all get along and look at what my imbecile does. What does your imbecile do? You know, <laughs> I could be that girlfriend and we are gal pals and we're going to get each other or. You could be discreet. I could be discreet. And that's a hard, hard spot for a wife to be in when her her Christian girlfriends are talking smack about their guys. Okay. Okay. So. I, this is not the podcast on what do I do if those are my girlfriends. Right. Okay. Right. But I've had to leave situations because I didn't want to get into the flesh. I didn't want to really, you know, be dishonoring to the Lord and be dishonoring to you. Okay. So your imbecile wants to know what the second verse is. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I don't refer to you as that. I get it, but I can refer to myself as that. Okay, well, that's all you. Um, okay, so the next one is, okay, I talked about discretion with how we speak. Right. Okay, the other one is how we dress and act. Okay, and that's Proverbs eleven twenty two. A beautiful woman who lacks discretion is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. Okay, that's, that's just, and and I think about that, that image, a pig who rolls around in filth and mud, who has a ring in his snout. And you know, that is so, so descriptive because I see these gals that are pretty gals. You know, they're pretty gals out there and yet they're dressing ways and they're acting ways. It's just like, oh, you're no longer attractive at right. all. Right. You know, I mean, physically... If, if you don't speak and if if you weren't dressed that way, you'd look like a very nice gal. Right. But yet you wear these clothes or you got stuff hanging out that should okay, be Hey, I got out. these parts. I want everyone to know I got these parts. You know, that's what they're projecting. 
I got parts. Well, and, I want to turn your head. And then it's a double standard because if anyone comments on those parts, yes. it's just like, oh, that's, you know, that's... Uh... But they're dressing like that, so you would comment on their parts. Okay? <laughs> so, right. anyways. Well, hey, they get comments, but I don't think they're getting the comment. Well, they get least, both comments. Yeah. From me, uh, you know, I, I've made comments like, take a look at that or look at that. Right. I mean, this, you know, it's just amazing what people deem as attractive and there is no discretion well and you know a woman might be coming out of the world i mean i came out of the world i came out of being an atheist and you're we're taught as women in the world to show your parts you know i was not taught modesty are you kidding i don't even think i heard that word okay so it was later in the christian culture when i heard that word and it's just like what does that even look like Okay, because it was not something I was really exposed to. Right, and here's what's interesting, you know, uh, being discreet and guys are visual. So as a guy, I'll tell as myself as I look at a gal, you know, I might say, "Oh yeah, you know, look at those parts." But if I was a single gal, a single single guy, that's not a gal I'd want to take home to mom. You right. know, right. I and so. So it's kind of like, well, you know, I might, I might look, but I don't want, that's not the kind of gal I want as my wife. Right. You know? Right. So if you're a wife today, ask yourself, who are you dressing for? Who should they dress for? Well, ultimately dress, dress to represent the Lord. But then that next step would be to present the way that you look for your husband, not necessarily for somebody else's husband or to impress your girlfriends. Absolutely. Which brings up another point that I just want to uh, touch on. There's a difference between discretion inside the home yes. and outside the home, isn't it? Right. Huge, huge, huge sw switch that needs to be flipped. Okay. So, so if the gal's inside her own home with her own husband, she can dress or not dress any way right. she wants. Right. I'm not discreet in the home. I don't need to be discreet in the home. That's right. Now I'm discreet if there are people in my home that it, it's it's more than just you. People that other people that you're around, if right. the boys are around, or if right. or if the other people. But if it's just you and I, we don't have to be discreet, do we? No, no. So those are some guidelines to help a wife know that there's discretion in the way we speak. There's discretion in the way we act and and how we dress. And you know what? It shows a class. I mean, you know, when you say, hey, that gal's, she's a classy gal. You know, that that fits in both parts of that discretion, at least for me. And, and it would. It would. That would be a woman that I think most other women would want to be friends with. Because there's a security and dignity that she has. And it right. all goes back to Christ. Right. Because why why do we dress immodest? And it's hey, and there's another part. There's a mystery. Okay? So here's the deal. If if you're a gal that that you want to be attractive, uh, you don't just sh show it all. No. You know. <laughs> there, there show is, it all in the bedroom if you're married. Right. But but outside, you know, in public there is no mystery there. There's no there's no mystique. There's no that's what creates that class of Right. But our insecurities will scream, you know, that, oh, well, I want to look nice. I want to impress. I want to turn heads, 
you know, oh, I'm that older wife now. I'm not turning heads like I once did, you know, or so they're craving that attention and you have to figure out, well, where's my identity? It's not in the clothes I wear. It's not in the size of my my body or my parts or whatever. Your identity is in Christ. You can't earn it. You can't lose it. Right. Okay. So if you're lacking discretion, part of it is you might not know. Like for me, I didn't know. Okay. You shouldn't wear certain things. You shouldn't say certain things. So right. that's just you growing in the knowledge and wisdom of the Lord. And then the other side is if you're not being discreet and you know that you should, then ask yourself, why aren't you? Well, there's, there's, there always needs to be uh, some grace for that gal that is new in the Lord. Right. Okay, and she shows up at church dressed a certain way, you know, and you got to understand, hey, you know, she's just new to to the Lord. So we got to give her a little slack here and and hopefully that as she grows in the Lord, she will come along and learn. Right. Which, well, and I can remember before when I was single, before you came along, I was serving at a men's conference at our church and, you know, I'm the skinny thing. I could wear whatever I want. Right. Okay. And, you know, there's no concern about any cellulite or flab or because I didn't have that. Right. And I remember bending over, picking up sodas to put the meals together. And one older lady says to me, oh, honey, don't bend over. And I'm like, what? I, I didn't even know her. Don't know her name. Right. Don't know nothing. Right. You know, and my first thought was that was a little rude because basically she's trying to admonish me that I'm not dressed appropriately in front of these guys. But I wouldn't have known that. And so the fine line that we have as older women now is what do we say to the younger woman who's not dressed modestly? Okay, so my first thing is, do you know them? Do you have a relationship with them to speak into their life? Because that's a hard thing to address is, girlfriend, put some clothes on. Okay, because that is, it's very difficult. Then the other, the other side is, but she should know better because she's been raised in a Christian home and she's been saved for so many years. And I said, well, then that's a mama issue. Her mama didn't teach her to be discreet and modest. Okay? Right. So what we have to do as older women or even a young woman who knows now to be modest and discreet, then you be the example. And it doesn't mean she can't be attractive or she can't dress. <laughs> Come on now. Nice. You should be wearing a burlap, burlap sack everywhere you go. You know, that's not, you know, we certainly don't teach that. Look put together. Don't make your outer appearance an idol. Don't cause someone to stumble, but use some discretion. And if you have people in your life that dress immodest, I live in Southern California. It's 105 degrees outside today. And I'm sure if I went into a grocery store, we'd see all kinds of parts hanging out. Right. You know, that's just where we live. And you have a choice to either dress like the culture or be set apart. Okay. Okay. So. Number two, she is trustworthy. She is trustworthy. Proverbs 31.11 says her husband could trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. You know, it's it goes back to, are you a woman of your word? Is your yes your yes and is your no your no? Are you the one that he could count on? Well, to... uh, what does a husband have to trust her in? Everything. Okay. Well, let's, finances. Yep. That would be a big area uh, for a lot of guys when he works hard and he brings home paycheck and he finds out that she's gone off and spent a lot of money that he doesn't necessarily have. Right. Okay? 
right. trustworthy in that area would be a big deal. And obviously finances are a big deal in marriages. Yes. I spent time with a woman years ago. I wasn't even pregnant yet with Noah. And um, this this gal would just spend hundreds of dollars on clothes for her little girl. And I can remember being in the store with her and she just had a pile of all these clothes, these like baby clothes. And I'm like, so do you need all those clothes? Now, mind you, as we're driving over there, she's telling me her husband's on her case for the amount of money that she spends. Okay. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, maybe you should find out from him. Like, well, what's the budget? You know, I want right. to buy some clothes for our daughter. Do you have like a budget in mind? And she's like, oh, I'm not going to ask him that. And I was just like, wow. And I'm thinking, well, no wonder why there's marital problems. Because he can't trust her. And he's working all this overtime. He thought he had all this money saved up. But she was off squalling it. He's spending it left and right. Because that was how she self-medicated in wow. a sense. You know, they're now divorced. You know, They didn't divorce then. They divorced eventually. Big surprise, right? Right. But here they were you know, with the label of a Christian couple. And I said to her, I'm like, do you need, I mean, literally, she probably had like 30 different outfits for this two-year-old. And I'm like, do you need all that? You know, because in my mind, I'm thinking, your husband works hard. I, you, do you have to spend all that because right. is there a need or is it just a want? Right. So. What are other areas that you think uh, she should be trustworthy in? Well, I think with your heart, with a husband's heart, when he does share those deep um broken places uh his maybe some of his fears his like, that almost goes back to being discreet doesn't it yes if i can trust you with these things then i know that you're not going to go blab them ab about the universe right and if he doesn't share his heart with you today something happened yesterday or the day before because he probably shared a little bit of his heart back when they were dating and engaged, he felt safe enough to do that. Well, and it's hard for a guy who's supposed to be tough and strong and and protector to open up and say, hey, these are some areas that, I, that I'm kind of vulnerable in. And I'm, I'm kind of, you know, these are sensitive areas. Right. And vulnerability is a beautiful trait to have in a marriage. But if it's lacking, hardness of heart will creep in. And the marriage will widen the gap between the the husband and wife will there'll be a bigger divide and then satan's going to come in and divide it even more and then you're going to have the hurt feelings and the i don't understand him how come he doesn't consider me so it's this huge snowball effect that if you've got a husband who is willing to be vulnerable and yet you don't act trustworthy with what he's sharing then it, it's kind of like your own stupid fault <laughs> your yeah. own stupid fault. I like that. We use that in our home. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes we just make poor choices that uh, there are consequences to those choices. And so you have to look at your relationship. There's just like, I want to protect this heart that, that the Lord has given me in my husband. Because how would you feel? I know how I'd feel if I shared with you all of my deepest concerns and fears and failures and you decided, hey, by the way, I took to Facebook today and I shared it all out on Facebook. Right. You know, this is what my wife's going through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster. Okay. So number three, she is good to her hus she is good to her husband. Yes, Proverbs thirty one twelve. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. You know, and that's such an interesting verse. It's almost one that you skip right over. 
kind of like, yeah, well, of course I, I'd be good. Okay. Right. So you're not thinking that I'm not thinking as a bride that I'm going to be intentionally spiteful, evil, harm you. So are women like that? If they are hurt enough, yes. There's a vindictiveness in my DNA. It runs through, <laughs> runs through my blood. That my thought is, you hurt me, I want to hurt you. Okay, so when I went back to that verse time and time again, it's so simple, such a simple verse that I could skip over, but it almost is like a compass to a beautiful marriage. It's like a guide because I'm looking to bring you good, okay. not harm in any way. So when I make decisions as to why will I spend my time here or my efforts there or my money here or whatever the situation is, when I'm making decisions throughout the day, because well, we a, make a lot. right? I'm making decisions about running the household. I'm making decisions about um, the kids. There's a lot of decisions that I make that you aren't necessarily around. But that is a consideration. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's looking past yourself and what do I want, but is it going to be good for my husband? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fantastic if a wife is considerate of her husband that way. And when she is, I would recommend that she tell him too, hey, I had the opportunity to do this or this, and I chose this because this would be better for you. Right, and there, it's, there, it's just simple consideration, it's simple kindness, but it's also a studying. The, the wife is studying her husband, you know, to know what is it, what, I know what will tick you off, okay? <laughs> I you know, know how to push my buttons. I, I could poke the bear all day long. I know, I know how to twist the knife if, if I'm in an argument and right. I want to win. I know all that. Most wives will know that about their husbands. Right. And vice versa. Right. And, you know, you, any person could take that path of self. Okay. But I want, because of the control freak in me, I try to control my emotions and use them for good and say, okay, I want to bring him good, not harm. And then the rest of it is all the days, all the days of her life. Okay. That's it's a me, long time. long time. It's me being mindful as a wife an intentional wife that seeks to do him good. Okay, terrific. Number four, she is loyal and kind. Oh, Proverbs 3, 3 says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Loyalty and kindness. I had none of that. There was none of it. <laughs> what? You had no loyalty to anyone. I did Except for yourself. Self. And, and kindness, kindness? No, yeah. none. As a matter of fact, when you were younger, what did they call you? Mean Jolene. Mean Jolene. I was seven. You're seven. When I got and, that nickname, and they called you Mean Jolene. Mm -hmm. And I lived up to it for the rest of my my unsaved life. But you came to the Lord. But then I came to the Lord. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I need to learn to be kind. Okay. So, so and I'd have to say that I don't know anyone, at least for me. Okay, maybe not to someone else, but for me, that is more loyal and kind than you are. Oh, that's very sweet of you. So, uh, how do you do that? I mean, I'm saying you do that. Tell people okay, how you do that. Okay, so how I 
was transformed, and this is anything. This could be, maybe it's a wife who's listening and she's not discreet. And she's like, oh, I'm not discreet. And I don't want to be discreet. Okay, so okay. you have to recognize your heart motive. Okay, I, I did not understand loyalty because I had no loyalty. I was abandoned all the time, like on the playground by friends and, you know, you have your little right. friend groups. Right. I was always left on the playground. Nope, you're not part of our group anymore. And I'm just like, stick it. You know, I might like hit you in, your, in the head when we're in the bathroom and no one's look, <laughs> looking because hurt people hurt people. And so that started at a young age for me. Okay, so when I read in the Bible, oh, to be loyal and to be kind, it's just like, oh, but Lord, I'm not those things. So the next step is, Lord, I want to be those things. Okay, so I'm saying, okay. I want this. Okay, and then the next step is, Lord, help me to be those things. So now I'm surrendering. Okay, okay? So, so in what areas, I mean, kindness, I mean, that, that's pretty self-explanatory. People understand how to be kind. But in what areas would you need to be loyal? How would, how would that work out? How have you been loyal to me? Well, when, when we're out at gatherings. Yes. It's funny because we spent time with a couple the other night and, you know, men are, men could be a little, would I say harsh or crass or mischievous? Yes. Yes. And you might have a wife who's a little more of that peacemaker, keeper type of, okay, that's not your wife. Right. Okay, I'm I wouldn't fit in that. I've learned over the years I have learned to become that in some instances, not like a doormat by any means. But anyways, so we had a couple and he's a little more mischievous, kind of stirring up the pot, you know, between some of the other couples, maybe kind of playing devil's advocate and she's right. wanting she's wanting everyone to get along. So she's feeling uncomfortable. And so then like kind of the the parenting would take place of her telling him don't don't do that like openly in front of the couple and um, and I'm like no no your loyalty stays with him okay because he felt he felt like he was abandoned now, so so in the instance she needs to be loyal to him in the instance she can always talk to him in private and yes. say you know this makes me feel a little uncomfortable right. but in but in that moment she's got to be loyal Right. And stand strong with him. Right. And he's not in sin. He's just, you know, bantering. And they're just two different personalities. Two different personalities. But later he revealed how he felt hurt. Okay. Right. Because she wasn't standing with him. Right. That it's like, okay, stand with him, but certainly have the conversation of, hey, when we're out and you do these things, I feel really uncomfortable. So that's where he has the opportunity to practice consideration for his wife and she has the opportunity to practice loyalty to her husband. Okay. Okay. So, and I try and talk to my boys about them being loyal to each other. And I've had opportunities in motherhood where I've had friendships. Well, here's, here's a great way to do it that maybe a lot of people can relate to. It's within extended family. Yes. Because a lot of times uh, the gals can get together and talk bad about the husbands or, or that sort of thing because it's all in the family you know so it's even maybe more acceptable it is oh let me go tear down my husband because you know what he's like because you're his mom 
right or okay. you're his sister or you're right whatever. right and you you have to just zip it up because what do you want do you want your husband to think that you're more loyal and you're going to stand with your sister or your mom or your sister-in-law than with him because he won't necessarily express that pain at that moment but it may come out in him being very harsh towards her. Right. Even if he doesn't express it, it made an effect. It made, and not a positive one. Okay. Not a positive one. Okay, that's all the time we have today for the 10 qualities of a godly wife. We're going to have to finish up in the second part of this podcast next time. I'm Eric Engel with my wife, Jolene Engel. You can find her at joleneengel.com and you can find myself at ericandjolene.com.